gentlemen and welcome back to the eagle eye podcast it is episode 31 and uh, we're two games into the season we got plenty and plenty to talk about we got the atlas game to break down we got copa amekis that starts in just about an hour and then of course we got the pachuca game plus the additional of the uh, the women's uh club america team so that should be interesting too but before i get ahead of myself let me introduce today uh, two people that are going to be joining us. First of all, let me introduce my co-host, as always, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how's it going? Going good, man. Going good as always. Ready to get this rolling. Ready to get things rolling. And then, of course, today we're joined by a very special guest, a very good friend of ours, and the first guest of the season. It's Mr. Christian. Christian, how are we doing? Uh, I'm good, my man. I'm good. Ready to discuss all things America right now. Alrighty, Christian, why don't, you, why don't you give the people uh, just kind of co- a, a brief background of you? I know that you're from New York and... Uh, yes, I am from New York. Um, I've been an America fan since 2005, ever since we beat Tecos in the final. Uh, ever since then, you know, I've been an America fan. Ride, ride or die, man. Ride or die. Amazing, amazing. Glad, glad to have you on the show. You've been... A, you've, you've been literally kind of the the best helping hand we've ever could have imagined doing so much artwork for us and uh we we had planned to have you on here last season but right, of course yes. the school schedules and everything that get in the yes. way but uh well we're happy that you're here and then we're happy oh, that you can be able to, to just kind of voice out uh you know your your opinions which is going to be great right no thank you for having me man. thank you for having me all right gentlemen with those introductions out of the way we ready to jump into what was the atlas game All righty, let's go into this. So, America played Atlas on Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 o'clock Central time. And, of course, for our friends down at the East Coast, it was uh, 8 p.m. And then, of course, Dylan, you're going to tell me Mountain Time, and I know that's 6 o'clock. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's okay. So... Uh, ready to go, and uh, let's let's talk about what was a very very ugly game by our Aguilas. Uh, but at the end of the day, we still got a result, which ultimately leaves us to say it wasn't maybe as bad as we think it actually was. So, gentlemen, let's go right into it. Let's talk what uh, what we were all expecting, which was a victory, but we didn't get it in the best fashion. We didn't get in in the most comfortable way uh and definitely not in the most convincing way either so lineups came out and i think all of us were pretty solid in thinking that it was going to be a pretty good performance from everybody so dylan do you have the lineups or should i get them out yeah i got it it's um obviously much the scene in goal uh Paul Aguilar, Edson Alvarez, Bruno Valdez, Luis Reyes, Renato Ibarra, Mateus Uribe, Guido Rodriguez, Andres Iwarguen, Oliver Peralta, and Roger Martinez Okay, so now when you hear that lineup, what is your initial reaction to that, Dylan? Really, it's, it's our strongest lineup, really, that we got. Too, and I love this lineup. I, I knew this lineup was going to go out and get the job done. Um, really, no questions asked about this lineup. I love this lineup. All right, uh, Christian, when you see this lineup, were you filled with confidence, or would you have changed anything? Um, no, I was okay with the lineup. Um, we had Diego Linus on the bench, and I, I don't know for what reason. I thought he was going to change his mind or something. 
I really thought we were going to start Diego Linus, but I mean, I guess Ibarwin did what he had to do. And Ibarwin didn't really do much, did he? So we'll we'll, we'll definitely yeah. talk about exactly what the Colombian's been not doing and what maybe he has to start doing in order to kind of fill in those boots of Cecilia Dominguez. So uh, the Lions are out, and of course, like I said, we're we're very confident, and it looks like it's the strong sign that we can put out given to you know the scenarios that we've been unfortunately been given so the game actually starts off in not so good of a manner and without even the ball kicking you were you already knew that this was going to be a tough game because if you looked at the pitch it was in terrible condition absolutely terrible condition what did you guys make of that yeah at least i i couldn't really believe the pitch being like that you know i, I think i think it was the last part i mean you talked about say the pitch conditions can be like that when Cruz Azul play in that sticker but they can't be like that when america plays so you know um not really a big fan of this pitch even though it is new and so you know this, this new pitch is really gotta be broken in christian yeah supposedly european technology came to the style Azteca, and we get that i don't mean i don't know that needs to be fixed i know there's three professional teams playing there but it needs to be better and the thing that kind of, you know, it's it's a bit concerning about the stadium itself and, and the grass is the fact that there is no really resting period for the grass. Of course, you know, yeah, they're going to they're gonna have a couple of days, but grass needs a little bit more than just a couple of days. I think the narrators even said that they had uh, placed the grass maybe a couple of days before the Cruz Azul game uh, for the first jornada. So they didn't really let the grass kind of, you know, grow and, and kind of cement itself. And because of that, we're in, we're in the situation that we were. And the grass was terrible. I mean, there was parts of the pitch that the ball just stopped rolling. Just, just absolutely could not play like that in a professional game. It made me think that I was playing Sunday League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Definitely. man. Sunday League. Yeah. But it's true. It's true. It's, yeah. it's terrible. And I think that that definitely has to go to the gardening team of the Estadio Azteca. What is going on? Questions will be asked, and they should be because we need answers because uh, that, that that was not a good pitch. Definitely no. I wasn't, you know, but, you know, as, as the season goes along, I think we'll see it improve too a little bit. I hope so because, uh, but I mean, my main concern was that it's, it's, there's not really going to be a week that the second's going to be able to rest completely. And if I'm not mistaken, there's an NFL going on this season too, right there. So, I mean, can you imagine what the pitch is going to look like afterwards? Oh, God. I, did, I, I totally forgot about that NFL game going to be happening in Azteca. Exactly. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough matchup for any team that goes there, even a home team like Cruz Azul or like America, because the grass is just not going to be in good conditions. But we're not here to make excuses. We're only here to point out the obvious. Does not mean that uh, because of the grass, we played as terrible as we did on Saturday. So let's go into that deep detail and uh, let's, 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 let's jump into it and let's break it down. First 45 minutes, we did not look solid. We did not look good. Gentlemen, what do you take away from the first 45 minutes? I'll throw it to you first, Christian. The first 45 minutes were, I guess that for the first 20 minutes, we started sloppy. I think Atlas really uh, took control of the match in the first 20 minutes. After that, you start seeing that we do get a couple more chances on goal. And then that's when the first goal happens. And I think after the first goal, I think Atlas just stopped being Atlas. You know, the team that kind of counters and you know gives little surprises uh, here and there. After the first goal, I think they completely disappeared and that helped us in our favor, but we didn't go out there and, you know, really, really set ourselves in the game. Um, we played very sloppy. Even though playing sloppy, though, uh, we still got the two goals in the first half, but, I mean, we could have played a lot better. 
Dylan, first takeaway from 45 minutes? Yeah, sloppy play. You know, the, this first half kind of reminded me of the second half against Nagaxa and the first Hornada too as well. Um, you're seeing the team have some chances, you know, but they're still missing that that extra something there to, like, really put those chances away, you know, whether it be that extra pass, whether it be that uh, – that this, the decision making too, and know that's something we talked about in the class Suda last year too. You know, some of the decision making in the final third wasn't very good, and you, you still see that a little bit too. Um, you know, obviously though, we um, the big mistake by Atlas keeper, you know, too for Guido Rodriguez to get that goal, which is something that we needed to go forward too. And you see the team getting picked up too a little bit more after that first goal too, and it's after you're seeing it more too after you see Mateus Uribe get on the score sheet too as well. Yeah, I think I I, I agree with you too. It's it, it was sloppy. It was horrible. It I think the thing that frustrated me the most was the fact that you're 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 playing at home and it doesn't even look like you're motivated to even get a result. You see America players just standing off. Atlas is pressuring from the get-go. Atlas is pressing you. And this is something that you need talked about, Dylan, uh, last podcast. We wanted to see a team come from kickoff and press like the way we used to do in the last season, how we made teams uncomfortable, how we made sure that they didn't get into their shape, they didn't get into their rhythm. But we gave Atlas the opportunity to do so. And in the first 20 minutes, they looked so much better because, one, we didn't look comfortable. And, two, I think this you're going to agree with me here, Dylan, structurally speaking, we didn't have anything going down the middle. I think you saw our spine, and it just it, it didn't even look vertical in the sense that it wasn't even good enough to get anything going. I think afterwards, things started to click and players started to realize that they needed to start stepping up. But before that, I think Atlas played a very good game. They knew what they had to do. All they had to do was press us. They had to move the ball. And as long as they took control of that, all we were going to do was going to be chasing it exactly the way Nakaxa did. Yeah, and, and what you see too, and you see that in the possession in the first half too as well. Atlas having 56% of the possession too, and obviously making more accurate passes than we are too in the first half too as well. Uh, one player that kind of not, not necessarily stood out, but you know, really was quiet for me starting off was Guido Rodriguez, which you know, we've always praised Guido about being the backbone in that midfield, doing the work of two uh, defensive midfielders. And, you know, to me, he just started off a little too quiet for me. But he grew, he grew into the game, which yeah. is good. Which was good, and and I think we both we all can agree on that, to be honest. But um, I think I think there was a couple of players that stood out to me that looked like they were our best players, and I'll, I'll throw this to you, Christian. And maybe you'll agree with me. I think the only two players that kind of stood out to me as maybe the best players on that pitch were uh, Renato Ibarra and Edson Alvarez within the first forty-five. Definitely, I think this was a big game for Edson Alvarez. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, critics uh, critiqued him for his World Cup performances. But I think once you put him in that center back position where he thrives, you know, you're going to get games like this. I think Edson Alvarez had a great game. Renato Ibarra, of course, always has to, uh, always has a great game. I feel like Miguel Herrera really likes Renato Ibarra. I, I feel, I, I don't know why, but I don't want this to be a repeat of last season where the play always started from Ibarra and Cecilio. But you're starting to, you're starting to see that a lot again. And I guess that's how um, Ibarra shines. But you can't, pass every ball to him regardless though he did have a good game and i think that was essential for us and i think that's important that you point that out is because i think once we start doing that consistently consistently over and over over again we start becoming predictable and i think you yes. see that towards the end of the season teams started blocking that right hand side knowing that Renati Barra was our only real true outlet because we weren't really going to be passing out on the other side so you're right, Christian. I think that's that's kind of a, a great thing to do, to have Arnati Ibarra that can do a job, and as long as he gets fed the ball, he's going to do his best. 
I think though, if you overuse them, like you mentioned, then you have teams that are easily just going to be able to say no and just kind of block that right-hand side. But I think ultimately the first 45 minutes, I think for me, Edson, who had a very good game, I think showed that he needs to be the starting center back. And then, uh, of course, Renate Barra, who's always seems to shine. And uh, Dylan, anyone else you want to add on there? Uh, Mateus Uribe, uh, um, to me, had a good game, too. Um, you know, coming back, you know, um, from his World Cup vacation, too. Obviously, missing out on the first tornado against Nicaxa, you know, he comes back, gets to the start against Atlas, you know, and does great in those 63 minutes that he played. I would say it wasn't a great performance. I would say it was a fair performance from him. And not to take anything away from him, this is his first game back. He didn't have a preseason with the team. Given all those circumstances, Yes, it was a pretty good performance by him in regards to everything that was going on. I feel like maybe he could have gave more. I think there was a couple of passes where maybe he should have been a little bit smarter. But if we're going to be picky about it, I think there's one player that we definitely need to talk about that maybe shouldn't even be starting on the pitch anymore, and that's Andres Ibarwen. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was a very, very interesting start for me a little bit too. You know, uh, there was some, you know, obviously, you know, we were going through the lineup to, you know, uh, I think it was uh, Lopez that, you know, was with training with the with the starting 11 and, and training. And, you know, it was interesting to see if he would get that start, but obviously didn't. You know, just everybody bring out the nod instead. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, our good friend Garrett had uh, mentioned, instead of about a win, who would you start in place of him? Christian, uh, you know you had mentioned that Diego Linus you thought might have started. Is that who you, who you would pick? I would pick, and unless, until Cecilia comes back, it needs to be Diego Linus, definitely. I agree. I think I, I, I think we all agree, or, or would you put someone else in there, uh, Dylan? No, definitely agree. Definitely agree with you. And, um... Okay, we're jumping off to now substitutions here, but uh, now that we're on the topic of Diego Linus, might as well just continue with that. Diego Linus comes in and comes in for Renato Ibarra, and Andres Ibarguen stays the full 90 minutes, which is, I think for me is mind-boggling. Um, I think the only reason Renato Ibarra gets taken out is because at that point we're winning by three goals, and you don't want to risk uh, your best winger in any in any situation, especially given the way the pitch was going. Um, I think you want to want to rest him, put in Diego Linus, let I guess Andres Ibarwen do his thing. But I would have much rather have seen Linus on that left hand side. And uh, Christian, what 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 do you what do you think about that substitution? Because I I think we all have maybe the same mindset here. Yes, uh, I didn't like it at all. Um I much prefer I would I would have seen Diego Linus better on the on the on the left where Ibarguen was playing. Uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know why I don't know why Piero thought it was great to have um, a good idea to have Ibarguen on the ninety minutes, maybe for some confidence boost. But I mean, I don't I can't see I I, I don't know, man. I can't find a way why why he would do that. Now our good friend uh, Mr. Johnny Rico, shout out to Mr. Johnny, was uh, was still maybe a little bit hesitant about Diego Linus. And uh, I saw that he was tweeting out saying, "Still don't know what the hype is about Mr. Diego Linus, seeing that he has not yet to uh, fully give a good pass." And um, I think I think maybe that gets lost a little bit in translation, but uh, I, I think Diego Linus had a pretty okay game i'm not saying it was the most spectacular game from diego linus of course i thought he maybe could have done a little bit more um especially when he kind of took on like two three defenders and had a, a clear just pass down to you by the win but kind of just gave a little bit to center that the defender was able to get it 
Um, but I think these are good moments for Diego Linus. You ease him in a little bit, and then little by little, I think he will definitely be able to claim that starting spot. Whether it's in that camp position or whether it's on the left-hand side, we'll have to wait and see. But I think Diego Linus needs to start. I think we're all aware of that, and I think we'd all want that. 100%. Okay, 100%. Dylan? Yes, I agree with you, Ivan. Okay, awesome. Awesome. All right, so I guess that's a little bit of the Diego Linus topic. Let's jump into the second half uh, because – actually, no, wait. Let's not jump into the second half. We haven't even talked about the goals. Kind uh, <laughs> 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 of get run, run through everything. Um, okay, so I think we take the lead, and, uh, and I think it's definitely against the run of play at that point because I think Atlas was definitely the one that looked the most dangerous, uh, maybe even if they didn't have super clear-cut opportunities. I think you felt the ball was in their favor, so you thought if anyone was going to score, it was going to be Atlas. Uh, but, you know, because of a mistake, we capitalize on that, and we get a goal. So, Dylan, you want to run down through the goal? Uh, yeah, you know, um, we, get, we get a corner offer. You know, uh, the Atlas um, goalkeeper doesn't necessarily seem like to me he fully commits. You know, he doesn't get nothing of the ball, and it falls to Guido, and Guido takes a shot on goal and just finds it back in the net. But you got to give credit to Guido. That shot is not easy to make at all. No. You, the ball literally just barely falls into him. He's able to great have a great reception, have a great touch, and then be able to put it. He placed it in a very, very tough spot, mind you that. So I think it, it showcases how much talent Guido has um, and also showcases that maybe Atlas's goalkeeper needs to work on those aerial balls because he cost the Mexican national team uh, a two-long championship because of that, too. So, um, so the first goal goes in. What, you, what are your thoughts, Christian? Uh, I think it was a great goal. Um, it was a good goal in terms of confidence, I guess. Okay, we got we got a goal. You know, this is our game now. Now let's try to set the set the precedent and let's keep going. And I think that's what led um, that constant like pressure of okay, that we need to score more. I think that's what uh, ultimately led to the second goal. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to keep talking about this right now, but Dylan, you have lineups for today's Copa Mekis matches, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, the lineups announced, uh, you know, going off a little off topic right here, I'll go ahead and get that going. Uh, it's Marchesin in goal, uh, Sanchez on the right, Alvarez, Aguilera, uh, Vargas at left back position, uh, Joe Corona, and Guillen. Uh, I'm not. For, I'm not. I'm pretty much butchering that, but it's a triple-digit number. So one of the babies, uh, Diego, <laughs> Diego Linus, uh, Fer Gonzalez, Henry, uh, Henry Martin, and Antonio Lopez. So, oh. so I mean, the, the, the way they the way they pictured it, you know, it looks like a four a four-two-four four, four, formation. Yeah, I can see. I can see you being a four-four-two. You have. Um, you you definitely have. Linus going on the right and Lopez going on the left. Correct. And then you have Fer Gonzalez up top with Henry Martin. Correct. Well, we got the Olinus to start in this game, which I think is going to be important. If he can, if he can take this game by storm, then I think you can easily see him pushing for that starting spot against Pachuca. Yeah, we'll have to see what uh, see what he does. You know, a very interesting lineup. Obviously, you know, having to play some of those babies to get some of those minutes with the new role intact. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit once we start talking about our. Uh, our Copa Mekis preview. Uh, game starts literally in 40 minutes, so we'll try to get there as much as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, so let's let's kind of round up this Atlas game. 
Um, I think you're right, Christian. I think the fact that we score that goal and then we kind of just take that with uh, with a grain of salt and keep going and pushing, I think we definitely break down Atlas. And afterwards, you see the goals come in. You see uh, you see Mateo Salibe get on the score sheet. And then afterwards, in the second half, you get another great video goal from a set piece. So two set piece uh, goals that actually come in very, very good handy. Uh, two of them, both of them, I would say, are mistakes from the Atlas defense. But I think, you know, you take whatever you can get. Yes. So yeah, yeah that second goal too. You, you got to give props or nothing about it with that run. Oh yeah, dude, that he had. Definitely. You got to give props or nothing about it. You know, even though he had that shot, you know, it was blocked. He he's still getting that rebound, able to put it in, and Matias was just in the right spot at the right time. You know what? I'll tell you this much. I think all three goals were mistakes from from <laughs> the defense because that second goal, the goalkeeper should have done way better. He yep. either should have tried to catch that or he should have parried it over the bar instead of actually trying to give off a rebound. Uh, so maybe goalkeeper 101 right there uh, should have done a little bit better. But, hey, credit to Renate Barra because he does not stop running even after taking that shot. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's, 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 what, that's what matters, man. You don't quit after the play no matter what. I think I think we, we talk about players and showing heart and, and determination. And, and I think a player that has showcased it from the moment he's been uh, at, the t- at, at the team from his beginning – to now, I think it's always been Durante Barra who kind of always given that extra push. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, uh, let's just briefly talk about the second half because I think that's when Atlas completely dies down. And we could have easily have had my predicting 4-0 result if America could have actually put the ball into the back of the net afterwards. If Ibarguin could have put the ball in the net because there was a couple of chances where Ibarguin should have buried one and uh, a little bit upset, but I mean... And one Oriol Peralta one. And uh, Oriol Peralta. But that was a beautiful save by the keeper, though. We can't, it was. We can't, we can't take credit away from him. I was he like... Really, so he, out of he did whole, one good thing. Out of the whole game, you want to make one amazing save? You want to do it right now? We could it has to be now, right? Four? You could have done amazing <laughs> saves after that four goal, so I could have gotten a little bit something out of it. But that's neither here nor there. But um, I let's let's talk a little bit about the Serie Peralta. A lot of people have been talking on Twitter. A lot of been pe- a lot of people criticizing him. He's still in that drought. I think what has been over twenty something games. I, I I'm, I'm kind of worried to to say what's going on with Oribe. No telling, man. I mean. What was the last game he scored? Was it against Chivas in the Clasura? The, the Chivas game, yes. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty worrisome too. I mean, this is like this guy's our captain. I mean, you know, um, it, it's just weird to see them in this funk. You know, uh, people could say it's due to age. You know, you still see some hustle out of him, but too, you know, he's, he's just lacking that something now. And like, I don't know what it is. I'll say this much though: if you if if I give you an ultimatum here, if you could have Oye Peralta score again, and he could score about. Eight goals this season, or to to or would you have rather him break his scoring drought against Chivas to win us in the ninetieth minute? Uh, what are you taking in out of that? Well, you, because, you mind you, you, you have Roger, but 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 you say if he could score eight goals this season, you that goal could come against Chivas. No, so exactly. Not, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Stop trying to find a loophole. Here. <laughs> we found a loophole. There you go. So it's either eight goals, none against none against our top three rivals, or he scores the winning goal against Chivas in a classical. What do you take? The winning goal. I have to take the winning goal. 
Okay. Yeah, the winning goal. Yes. The winning goal. <laughs> All right, take it two. Let us know in the comment section what would you guys rather take? Oriol Peralta score the winning goal against Guadalajara, or would you have him score eight goals this season, but none against our top three rivals? So that should be pretty interesting. Hopefully, though, it comes to the point where he can actually be scoring in all the games because I think it it I, you can only imagine what the guy's going through. You yes. know, mm-hmm. I know it, it has to play on a person's ego and it has to play on a person's mind as well. I'm interested <clears throat> to see later on if Oribe is actually on the bench for the Copa Mekis match because maybe he can come in second half, score a goal. Maybe that'll get his confidence up. But I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll check up on that right now once we talk about the Copa Mekis preview. But uh, ultimately, I think the game was ugly uh, on our end. I think you were even talking about this right before you you were surprised to see that we only had 45 possession at the end of the, at the, end of the game. Yes, um, uh, it, it just shows that we were very sloppy, not structured, not organized. This needs to change, and I think it needs to change fast because our, our next game, it's not going to be an easy one. And if we keep playing like this... Things cannot go our way. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Our good friend Kari has says, no heat on Oribe. I just think his time is up. And I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing as well. I know a couple of us are questioning that as well. <coughs> let's hope uh, Let's hope Oribe's time, even though it's up, he can still maybe give a little bit here and there. Um, but I agree with you, Christian. I It, it, it was not a pretty game. And I'll, give, I'll say this much, though. I think we were lucky to get away with the 3-0 win. I know a lot of people will be like, what? You guys won 3-0, though. How is that not enough? It's not enough because, one, like you said, we didn't play good enough. I think we're America. We we played to a higher standard, and that was not good enough, especially at home. That's uh, that, that, that almost felt like a loss in a sense. Um, and I know it's crazy to even say that. A lot of people will think, I think I'm crazy for saying that, but uh second of all i think you look at what this team has done within the past two games and you see very little improvement i think the only reason why we see this scoreline is because afterwards atlas morale goes down and gives us a little bit more of a breathing room if we were to play that same game against another opposition like monterrey like tigres i promise you that game does not enter onto our advantage those kinds of teams will capitalize on a poor start and those teams will rip you to shreds if you don't have a good structure and a good tactical awareness of what you're supposed to be doing against them. I guess definitely. Yeah, yeah. Not 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 just the possession, not the structure, but the passing too. Some sloppy passes too. That's something that's gotta be improved upon too. I mean you'll have a company got some work to do and a lot of work to do between now and Saturday. No, and they do, and they do. And, and you know what, though? A lot of people want to say, well, yeah, but look at the pitch, and it was terrible, it was horrible. It doesn't matter. You're professional, and you played in war- way worse conditions coming up into into the point where you are right now, so you should be able to know how to pick a pass. And it's one thing to, to pass it, and it's another thing to force the pass. And I think that's what we're doing a lot. We're trying to force the pass a lot. We're trying to do a lot of over the ball, uh, over the head, and it's just it's, it's not working, and... Frankly, the other team's reading it very easily. So we have to change it up. Like you said, Piojo and company are going to have a lot of questions to answer if we go up against Pachuca and play the same style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. you know, they, you know, this is some work to do now, too. The, you're going to get this, too, in the Copa Mekis a little bit, too, as well. Um, and then, you know, come Saturday, between now and Saturday, too, you know, that there's the time, and then you have the test come Saturday, too, against Pachuca. Yeah, yeah. So, um Gentlemen, wrap up this uh, this preview. Uh, uh, one out of ten. What do you give the performance? Mm, 
I'd give it a seven. A seven only because we did get the three 0 win. It's uh we've got our first win of the season. It needs to be better though. It needs to be better. Dylan? Yeah, it was six and a half. Six and a half? Mm-hmm. Okay. I give it a good I give it a good six. I think it, it can be better, it should be better. And it was very, very poor for a couple of minutes that could have been better. But I mean, it is what it is. Let's just hope for a better game come up in coming up on Saturday because it's gonna be a tough one. It's it's never easy for us when wherever we go down to Hidalgo. So no, it never is. So I mean, but it'll be a good game. A good game. Oh, it should be. It should be. Let's just. Uh, do we have a status report on Cecilio or not yet? No, I, have I haven't heard anything. No, yeah. Nope. So I'm guessing we are still probably another week or two away from seeing him again, which is not. It's not good. Not good. Well, we have Diego Linus, but I don't know if Piojota is ready to unleash the Linus beast. Yeah, we still got we still got your um your conspiracy theory about that that we didn't really get much detail in. It's not conspiracy um, theory at this point. I think it's proven. This is a fact. Well, <laughs> I think he's starting to get past his ego of La Volpe and saying, okay, well, at this point, I have no choice but to play the kid because I'm kind of shorthanded here. So hopefully, the Linus can take that opportunity. Yeah, that's true too. That's true. All yeah, right, we'll, we'll see. We will, we will definitely see that. So we didn't get the predictions uh, right at all. You had said two one, correct? Yeah, the two one. I said two one too. You said two one. Also, mm-hmm. I had said four nil. I was so close, and everyone was laughing at me. <laughs> and I was like, just wait till they score that last goal, and I come on the podcast mm-hmm. next Tuesday. Ah, uh, but. It is what it is. All right, gentlemen, let's jump into this Copa MX match that is going to start in yet 30 minutes. So we're going to have to breeze right through this real quickly. Gentlemen, what do we expect? What are we hoping out of this game? I know not a lot of people actually pay much attention to this and give it as much as importance. I know I surely don't So because <laughs> I feel like – no, it's, it's not because I don't think the competition is worth anything. I think the fact that the prize, you only get, what, an opportunity to play the champion of the next season – uh, if, if there was something behind it, an in, in ultimative like a Conca champion spot or a, if we were even playing Libertadores, a Libertadores spot or something like that, then you would see teams playing a little bit more aggressive for this tournament. But uh, it's obviously a great, uh, a great matchup for some of the babies to play, like we mentioned. Uh, so, gentlemen, what are you what are you expecting out of this game? Dylan, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, you know, I'm still expecting a good match. I'm still expecting an opportunity for uh, some of the younger players to go out and, you know, make a name for themselves, you know, prove that, they, you know, they could they deserve a start or a chance to get subbed in, you know, on the weekend games, too, as well. And so, you know, I'm hoping for some good performances, too. Um, looking, I'm actually looking forward to Lopez, you know, playing. Um, you know, a lot of people actually say, you know, they're going to watch Linus play, but I'm actually going to be looking forward to Lopez and Fer Gonzalez, too, to see what they can have, what they have to show against Veracruz. Okay. Uh, Christian, what are you what are you taking away? What are you wanting to see from this game? Uh, I think I agree with Dylan. I think uh, our youngsters, uh, we have to, we're going to keep a close eye on them tonight. Um, I really do hope they have a good game. Uh, like Dylan said, actually, I'm really looking at Gonzalez. Hopefully, he gets a goal in there, and maybe Piojo will be like, okay, well, you know, a striker scoring goals. Well, let's see if we can uh, add him to the mix in the in the weekend games. Yeah, I agree. Um, if I, if I'm having to pick three players to keep my eye on, one, of course, is going to be Diego Linus. You, you just kind of have to have that already in the mindset. But two, I'm looking to see what George Sanchez does. I think in the preseason, he had an amazing uh, he had amazing games, which I think now you know he can cement himself as a very, very good player that I'm fair 
I can fairly see him taking Paul Aguilar's spot or maybe even Luis Reyes' spot in the next couple of years if they don't uh, if they don't assess themselves uh, as full starters. And then, of course, the last player that I'm going to be keeping an eye on, I want to say it's either between Fer Gonzalez or Lopez, but I really want to see what Fer Gonzalez has done. We've seen what he's done in preseason. I've talked to a couple of people at the club, and they said a lot of great things about him. I just hope that he can go and cement himself at home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the the bench the bench is looking pretty good too. Uh, the bench uh, is from Sofa Square on my phone. Uh, Oscar Jimenez, uh, Oswaldo Leon, Pedro Ace, Mateus Uribe, Ivan Moreno, Roger Martinez, and Daniel Zamora. You said I, remember- Ivan, I was like, I was like, wait, what? I'm I don't even have my shin guards on. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, I really do hope that Ivan Moreno comes off the bench too. I, I really, I really like that kid too. Yes, let's show some love to Ivan Moreno, who we've mentioned is the only America player who is following us. Shout out to you, my guy. Hopefully you go in and you score like six goals. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, hopefully he comes in and, and, and does a good job. Hopefully he does. He, 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 Piojo gives him that shot because, well, man, I saw him against Atlas in, in Fresno and the things he could do with the ball at his feet. Guy's pretty impressive. Guy is very, very impressive. So, I mean... It's fair enough to say that with that four four two, we can expect the same kind of uh, formation uh, tactics. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, you know a lot of the ball being moved down the middle, and a lot of hopefully if if Piojo's tactics continue to be the way that we know they are, a lot of a lot of play to Diego Linus's right hand side. Definitely yes. Yeah, yeah. He, I, th- I think he's going to try to utilize everybody here, you know, because he's going to want to see everybody to their strengths and um, and what they can do and what they can't do. Okay, so we're going up against Veracruz. Uh, hasn't had the best of starts, I would have imagined, for Liga Mekis. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah, I think they have two losses on the season. Yeah, yeah, oh. they do. Reminds me of a certain team, but I'm not going to say who. Uh... Leon. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, them too. Um Watch that! Watch that come come right back and bite us in the ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we lose against Leon, we're gonna blame it on you. Oh. Okay. Um. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I think no. It, it should be a good test for these boys. Veracruz is gonna play. I think some of their babies as well. They're not really gonna try to risk anything. But at the same time, with no relegation, you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, ultimately, gentlemen, what do you guys uh, predict for a scoreline tonight? I think one zero win. Okay, I'm going to nothing. Now, these Copa Mekis matches tend to have a high-scoring rate sometimes, but I do feel like it is going to be one of those, you're playing the babies, They sometimes things don't really go your way. I do think this is going to be kind of a very close-centered matchup. And if I'm being honest here, <laughs> I'm going 4-0 again. Let's do this. I think we're going to get four goals. Diego Lange is going to brace. After that, we're going to get another goal from Henry Martin. And then, of course, Ivan Moreno is going to come in, and he's going to do his thing. He's going to score a wonderful, wonderful rocket of a shot. 4-0. Write that down, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to get going for it. Oh, gosh. I, don't, I, I had the feeling, too, but like I didn't acknowledge it because I thought maybe not, maybe not this time, but then I just I felt it. So I was like, well, 
Back at it again. Of, a lot of people on the chat saying it's uh two one America two one Garrett and Mr. Luis has said two one. Uh, Leva has said America three Veracruz two. Leva, look at that. Leva giving us the benefit of the doubt here. Um, Mr. FD saying two two America. Oh, two I think, one America. I, I think I think Mr. FD is the the guy that we gave a shout out from Ireland that that watched the U15 team. Oh, hey, what is up? This is this is amazing. I think the the fact that we have someone like that, it, it's just it's a beautiful thing to do. From Ireland, he met some of the teams. He met some of the players. He was he was kind of being like a scout over there. So shout out to him. Shout out to everything that you've done, and we're just thankful for you to come and watch us. So thank you so much, and keep up what you're doing over there in Ireland, man. Keep representing Las Aguilas. Yes, yes, we appreciate it all. And it was really cool that video he that he showed that that he showed too. Whenever the teams are like walking like through the town or whatever. I know, right? Yeah. So what just, like, just walk. Yeah, and then like one of them runs up to him and like gives him like I think he said it was a candy. I hope you didn't eat it. <laughs> they were just a random soccer player giving you candy. Uh, but uh, wait, I guess we're pretty confident about a win tonight, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. All right. Well, let's just hope the gentlemen, uh, the the boys, can go out there and prove it. Some of them are going to be uh, under a telescope. Others maybe not as much. We'll have to wait and see. But you know, hopefully we can see uh, see a good performance and whatever the result may be. At the end of the day. Let's hope it's uh let's hope it's a good one for us. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. All righty, gentlemen. Let's go into the next segment and let's preview that game against Pachuca, which I think is gonna be by far our toughest game yet. If we thought Necaxa was tough and if we thought Atlas was tough for the first 20 minutes, I think we're yet to see what this Pachuca side is gonna do against us. So seeing how we've been playing and seeing how things have been going. How do you gentlemen feel about the game coming up on Saturday? Uh, not necessarily nervous in a sense, but like, you know, more, not ne- uh, I guess it's a balance between nervous and confident, you know, because, you know, obviously, you know, the first game wasn't really a strong, a strong game. And I, I think we can all agree that neither was the Atlas game. So, you know, it would be interesting how this team actually does come out, you know, whether we see those improvements that we've talked about from the from the past two pod, from the past two episodes too as well. And that those, that this team has made the improvements, you know, to have that structure in the midfield. And so we'll just see how that goes, you know. Um just just like I said, just the balance between a little nervous and confident. Okay. Yeah. Christian, where you uh how are you feeling about this? Um, I agree with Dylan. Uh I feel like uh I think Oriba's going to be key in this match. I think if Oriba can you know, get back in his flow, how he was last season, you know, uh, pair up with Guido really well. If they can take over that mid like they know how to do, like they've done all of last year, we should be pretty good. Having said that, I really do think our wings need to have the best game. Um, I think Ibarguen, if he does start, he needs to step it up. He needs to contribute more. And Ibarra just keep doing you, man. You, um, Ibarra is um, our key player right now, our star player right now. And uh, he needs to continue doing well. I agree. I agree with all those key points. I think you guys actually read my mind there. Um, now, I say this is going to be a tough game because uh, just because of history's always tend to repeat itself. And we've always had the toughest of times over there in Pachuca. Uh, even though Pachuca does come into this game with two losses, both have only been by a margin of one goal. Yeah, can, you know, So that says something. That at least has to sense, say something. 
and they're going to be eager. They're going to be hungry to get something in front of their home fans. And, of course, like everyone knows, whenever you play against America, you tend to always step it up for some reason. <laughs> and with that said, I think it's going to be a tough game all around. I think the most important players, like you said, Christian, are going to be our wingers going forward. The most important players all around in the game, I think, is going to be that midfield, like you said. That that combination of Guido with Mateo Soribe, that combination of if Edson starts, Edson filling in gaps whenever Mateo Soribe goes up top. And it's just knowing that there's a good solid communication in that back line because that back line, even though they did not concede against Atlas, still looked a little bit shaky. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really did. So it's important that uh, the team, as I mentioned, I think, I think this season is brought to you by the word structure. Uh, you need to have that coming into this game because you need to have a good backline. You need to know what you're playing at. And I think if we can get a good start against Patruga, which is going to be making sure that we're planted well and that we understand our tactics. And if we can make sure that while Pachuca tries to get into the rhythm, we get into ours, I think we're able to cancel them out on that aspect. And then after that, just do what we do best. Play out the wings, use and abuse the pace of our wingers, and try to find our big man, Mr. Roger Martinez. Yes. You know, this this week will be interesting, too, for Pachuca. You know, if Eric Gutierrez does leave leave for PSV, which, you know, it looks like he's going, going to be leaving soon with PSV. So. When's the window close? End of August, no? End of August, yeah. That's right. For some reason, I thought it was the end of... I was like, wait, wait. Does it end today? No, I don't think. No, so. no, no. I think I'm pretty sure it's end of August, if I'm not mistaken. Someone can correct me, but I'm pretty sure it's end of August. No, yeah, I think so. I think so too. Uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, you can only imagine what's actually going through his head, how much that can affect him playing, uh, whether or not he's going to be as key of a player as he has been for Pachuca in the last season, or maybe he has his mindset on Europe. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, a lot of people, a couple of people already given their prediction. We haven't even gotten there yet, so we'll, we'll we'll read your predictions in a little bit. So, oh my God, Mister Mister uh, Mister Ireland is saying, okay, you know what? We'll get to that right now. We'll get to that right now. Uh, Jesus, I, I lost. Where was I at? Predictions. predictions. Oh, I wasn't that prediction? No. Yet. Oh, uh, transfer oh. window, transfer window deadline. Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't think he. He might, he might, his mindset might be in Europe, which would lead us to have a great advantage uh, in that midfield. Of course, their danger man, Mr. Guzman, is always going to be important that we kind of keep him on the low and make sure that he doesn't have that much of an outlet. And then I think if you're able to shut two of those uh, important players, I think you're you're not giving much much hope for Pachuca. No, no, I don't, I don't think so too. I mean. But but still, you know, at at the end of the day, you know, you, you see like you know the youngsters that they have, you know, like Eric Gutierrez, obviously, uh, Victor Guzman, and I think some people put in there um, Eric Yeti too. You know, I think you know those players didn't really produce much as far as what I what I could what I've seen. You know, um, some some actually some of the journalists you know that we follow, you know, like uh, Francisco Velasco, you know, and all of them, you know, you know, d- despite you know them start um, all three of them starting, you know, they failed to like really do something together and get a goal for this Pachuca side. And so, you know, it'll be interesting, you know, whether whether what happens with Eric Gutierrez from, from now until Saturday. And, you know, obviously, too, you know, Victor Guzman having a great Clausura, you know, starts the Clausura before his injury. Or no, 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 I apologize. I think it was the Aventura before he had his injury. And, you, and, you know, but still, I mean, 
to simple to the fact, you know, it, it all depends too when when you come out and how you play on the pitch in the end. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's fair enough to say, and there's no disrespect to 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 Pachuca and their fans. I think it's fair to say that this Pachuca team is relatively weaker than last year's because they have lost a couple of really good players and a really good coach in that sense as well. So I think this is a this is a Pachuca side that is transitioning into something newer, and I think if we if we're lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time, I think this could easily be a game where we can walk away with a good and comfortable result. But with that said, it's it's an away game, and you never know what the home team has planned for you. So it could easily go the other way around. Exactly, and I also think we can't underestimate their zero two start. I feel like they're going to be home and they're going to come out wanting to win for their fans. So we can't we can't underestimate them in any capacity. I agree. I agree. So, gentlemen, time to play the predicting game as much as we know that we suck at it. If you had to put a starting 11 together, Dylan, I'll throw it to you first. What is your starting 11 come Saturday? I'm, I'm literally going to go with the same starting 11 that we had against Atlas. Okay. I can see Which, that. Yeah, which, you know, I'll go ahead and read it out, even though some people might know it already. But it's uh, Machacin, uh, Aguilar, Alvarez, Valdez, Reyes, uh, Ivara, Uribe, uh, Guido, um, Ibarguen, um, Martinez, and Parata. Okay, okay, Christian. Same lineup, I would just take out Ibarguen and put in Linus. Okay, same lineup, take out, put in Linus. Now I'm about to give you guys the most twisted and weirdest idea yet, but I, for some reason, I'm thinking this might happen. I'm going four, four, two, three, one in this one. The same backline as you guys. It's gonna be Paola Aguilar. It's gonna be Edson Alvarez. It's gonna be Bruno Valdez. It's gonna be uh, Reyes, and then it's gonna be in the midfield, of course, the combination of Guido with Mateo Uribe on the right. You're gonna see Renato Ibarra on the left. We're gonna see Ibarra win. In that camp position, I could easily see Diego Linus start. And up top, we're going to have Roger Martinez do a solo thing. I can see that. I just don't know if Piojo will implement it, but I can see that, though. The only reason I think so is because I feel like Diego Linus is going to have a good game in the next couple of 14 minutes. And, <laughs> uh, and I think he's, right. he's not going to want to take out Ibarguen because I feel like he thinks he sees a little bit something in, in him. Um, and... Quite frankly, I would have much rather see uh, Linus go through the middle. Judging by the lineup that America did uh, post, Linus is playing on the right, and we said that we much prefer to see on the left. So I don't yeah. know if that'll have an impact on this game. Hopefully, it doesn't. I don't think it will, but I think he shines better in that left in the left uh, wing side. Yeah, I think either left or midfield. And, yes, and that camps. Mm-hmm. I think those yes. are his two best spots. But we we know he's accustomed to this position because La Volpe loved to play him on that right hand side, only because. He is a lefty and has a better ability to cut inside. So, double the tactics at you right there. <laughs> oh, man. had an amazing uh, reveal that he's taking oh, all the yes. national. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's got to be. I, 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 I'll give it a, a hats off to him. He did good. Yeah, the, the, I, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I know. So... Shout out to La Volpe, who's still out there doing his thing. Who almost won as a championship. Almost. Almost, man. Almost. Don't bring it up. He almost... How is it that he's one of the managers that got us almost to a championship and still was hated <laughs> by everyone to the to this day? It's 
It's ridiculous. But um, okay, so that's our predicted lineup for that. All right, gentlemen, the predicted results. Let me just read off what a couple of our friends have said down here. Miss Cari Torres has said Pachuca 2-1. Mr. Leva has said Pachuca 2-1. And uh, Mr. Finton Diamonds has said 2-0 to Pachuca. Although the only person that has stood up has said 2-3-1. Garrett has said 3-1 to, to America. What are you guys saying afterwards? I think I think Finn, the the diamond. I think he changed his mind and said two nil America. America, I think. Oh, okay. Well, then see, he came to the senses. <laughs> I think it was him. Some somebody somebody said that I changed my mind. It's going to be two two nothing America. <laughs> well, hopefully he does. Oh, he. Oh, I says it. says right there. Yeah, he's saying. I'm um, honestly. He uh, there it is. He's he just looked at Pachuca changing it all around. He's going two one America. Yeah. And so we have Mr. Carlos Serna, a good friend of ours, saying 0 0. Carlos, what up? Come on, man. You're killing me here. What do you mean 0 0? Oh, man. <clears throat> Mr. Luis saying 3 1 Club America. Gentlemen, what is your predicted result for, uh, for Saturday? I'm going 2 1. 2 1 America. Same. Same. 2 1. Two, you one. guys can't always give the same two one says the one that's always. And you, yeah, I was gonna say you can't do it the four nothing. Uh, oh man! Right, so you're going two one. Well, I obviously can't say two one because we're in the same. We're, we're, we're gonna be tied, so no one's gonna get the point. So I'm going. Write this down. Write this down. Roger and Uribe will score. Write this Roger down. Roger and Uribe will score. And with that said, I'm going two 0 Two 0 Okay. I'm going to nil, and I think we can keep that clean sheet. And I've always stressed this: a clean sheet is so important yes. for the confidence. Are you, are you sure if I write this down, Ivan? Yes, two nil. Two nil. Don't worry, that four nil prediction will come back next week. <laughs> I guess Monterrey. <laughs> now, what would you do if America wins four nothing this weekend? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <Will> you <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna message us on the group chat and be like, I'm done. Good night. <laughs> uh, well, it's uh, it, it should be a good game at the end of the day. It should be a good game. So we're we're pretty confident in getting the result, which I think we all can agree is going to be a, an away victory. Yes, yes. a great away victory. Which I think would definitely boost up confidence and even more if we are able to get that clean sheet. So that wraps up the Pachuca versus America preview. Let's hopefully when we come back next week, we have uh, we have to talk about this in the manner that it is a very good away victory. Hopefully we don't have to sit here and wallow over the negative. Which even when we win, there's always something to wallow about. Wallow. I don't think I've ever heard that word. Wallow. Well... The today's uh, today's show is brought to you by the word wallow. So, I, thought it, I thought it by structure, or is that the season? That's the season. The season is brought to you season. by structure. <laughs> <laughs> because trust me, it's not the first time nor the last time we're going to be talking about that. Yeah, I have a feeling. So, um, just to kind of talk about a little bit club news going on around, uh, our good friend Mr. Luis has said, Anyone going to El Clasico in LA on September 9th? Our good friend Miss Cari Torres has said, Is a Molero game? Molero game or not, it's still pretty interest. It's still a pretty big game, a game that's gonna bring a lot of people. 
all I have to say is this, people, if you are going, I suggest that you go with the best intentions. Please remember, it is a family event. We have seen these games gone down, and they have turned south quickly due to just a couple of fans losing their heads. So please, if you guys are going to be going down there with your families, please respect one another. Remember, it is a game of football, and it ends at that. And at the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters in our own different ways because as important as this game is and as much as we all feel the colors of our jerseys, whether you're an American fan, whether you're a Chivas fan, remember that at the end of the day, it's a game, and uh, you just go out there and enjoy it for what it is, a good spectacle of football, a friendly game nonetheless, so let's keep it as friendly as possible. But the intention is to go down there. We, uh, we're we hopefully going to be able to try to cover that game, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know if the Eagle Eye podcast is going to be going down there. Woo! Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so if you guys are going to be going down there, um, uh, we'll, we'll try to arrange something, see if they have a fan festival like they did over there in Fresno and be able to go and talk to, to, to everyone and see what's going to be happening on with that. But it's a pretty cool, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. What do you guys think about this whole, uh, I know a lot of people are saying it's a Molero game, but what do you guys think about this classical coming to the States? I mean, I think, uh, Oh, <laughs> no, go go ahead. Go ahead. Hey. I, I still think it's, I still think it's cool. I still think it's fun, you know, for people to get to experience seeing their club, even if they don't ever have the chance to go experience it in Mexico. And you know, um, you know, it's it's still good. It's still good for uh, the teams, you know, and obviously the fan bases too, because you know, like I said, um, not everybody has a chance to go down in Mexico and just to, to see, you know, a classical or see their see their team that they support play. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I just hope no one gets injured. That's that's my main concern. Yeah, that too. September 9th, if I'm not mistaken, is that Fecha FIFA? I think yes, so. Yes, I think so, yes. So we can expect a couple of players not to be there. That's um, in Mateo's Alvarez, yeah. Maybe Diego Linus, but I doubt it. That's a, a stretching yeah, a little bit. Look, that's stretching it, but... Yeah, that's stretching it because we don't even know if we're going to have... Yeah full appointed manager or is it just going to be an itinerary uh, coach at the time? I really hope it's not an interim manager. I think we need one set in stone already, but I mean, time will tell. Time will tell. So we're probably going to be missing a couple of players. We'll have to wait and see. Um, with that said, oh, look, our good friend Cari has said September 7th, Mexico will be playing Uruguay in Houston. So, ooh, that's like fun. I live close to Houston. Ooh. Aren't you, uh, ooh, okay. Ooh. We'll, we'll talk after the show, Dylan. We'll talk after yeah. the show. Yeah. You're uh, lucky. Mexico doesn't come to New York anymore. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I just, I'm just i just a little bit upset they don't come here anymore. <laughs> what is the – is it is it the Jet Stadium that uh, would be the, the host for, for games like that? Uh, yes. Usually they're at MetLife Stadium, yes. Right? Yeah, MetLife. Yeah, I don't think – what's the other closest stadium that could host? Uh, a Mexico game? I don't. It's definitely not here because you have the Rebel Arena, but that's way too small for a Mexico game. No. That fits twenty thousand people. And yeah, it, would be, it would be insulting to try to fit it in. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So they would have to go out. I <laughs> go to Philly or something. Yeah. To, to I mean, we've seen that. We've seen yeah, we've definitely seen that. Yes, but here in the New York, New Jersey area, it's just MetLife. Okay, so we're gonna. So, like I said, we're gonna try to get into that game. Try to see. Try to get me. Well, really, I, I would be the only one since I'm the one that lives the closest to LA, only a couple of hours away. 
as I do live in the Inland Empire. So uh, we'll keep you guys posted with that. And if we do, uh, if we do get the green light to go over there, we'll uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know, and uh, hopefully we get to meet a couple of you guys to go down over there. So with that said, we're we're running out of time here. We're we're we're, we're trying to give as much time as we can to these wonderful ladies who have won the first. Is it the first classical, Hoban? Mm, yeah. Yeah, the first, the first classical hoven. Yeah. The first classical oh. hoven between Club oh, America this, and this Apertura. Oh, of this Apertura. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, no, yeah, clap it up. Shout out to these ladies who have won 3 0 against Cruz Azul. The ladies proving yet again that they're most likely going to do much better than the men this season after what was a very, very good performance. I still don't think Cueva has played. I'm telling you, she's kind of like that secret weapon that you're just like, you know what? We're going to unleash you. We're going to unleash you towards the middle of the season, and we're going to let you just go off on everyone. And I guess, I that, hope. yeah, that really does speak about the team because you have your best player on the bench, and you're still winning 3 nothing. Like, that, that, has to say, that has to say something about this team. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Lady Aguilas with the W, like Luis has said. Yeah, and I really want Cuevas to play because I really want to see her to get that that title again for um, top goal scorer. Cause she did she did it in the last Apertura and she did it in the Clausura, and I really hope she does it again this Apertura. So I I'm really looking forward to that. And you know, and I mean, I I think I think it's I think it's because she's injured. I think I think uh she's uh, injured right now and she oh, hasn't. Came back. I, but I think she has been training. I'm not too for sure on, on that. So. Um, I, I have been looking into it though, but I really think she's injured and she hasn't been able to play the past two two games. But mm-hmm. hopefully she does come back soon because I really want her to have that that uh, top goal scorer title yeah. again. She's fun to watch. She is actually they're all they're they're all just amazing to watch. I, if you look at the way they've been playing, I think you can you can see that this is an elite team. You know, mm-hmm. uh, who's the who's the girl that just came from Chivas to America? I don't remember her oh, name. Oh man, yeah, I forgot. I forgot her but name. I think she's doing good stuff too. Yeah, good stuff too. So I think I, we're trying to keep as close of an eye as we can, ladies. Is it tough for us because your games are not being <laughs> transmitted over here? So we got to go to like illegal websites to try to get you guys' game on the TV. Um, but we're trying to do our best to keep you guys on our on our radar and give you guys much more than just two minutes of our time on the podcast. We promise you. Uh, but ladies, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, huge shout out to you guys and, and and every every hard work that you guys are striving. I I, I watch some of their training and uh, they they go in, they go on it, and it just showcases that they're motivated. Yeah, it's good. It, it really is, you know, especially after the the tough defeat to Tigres in the Clausura in the semifinals. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I think they 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 have a chip on their shoulder that they that they definitely want to get get rid of and definitely are ready to to showcase that. Uh, even in the in in the ladies' world, that uh, America is still the best team out there. Yes, yes, I completely agree with you. Um, I, re- I really, they're really after that too, especially after Chivas winning the, winning the title too already. Definitely, definitely. Now we're gonna close off the show with two things here. Two things right before we go. Uh, we had mentioned that we are doing a giveaway. We are literally nine followers away before that big giveaway, and. Given that we do have our very first guest of the season here with us, Christian, I want to give you the floor to uh, to tell people exactly what it is that this podcast is going to be giving away. I think it's uh, it's only fair if you do it. Well, this uh, this podcast will be giving away two uh, America jerseys. Um, it's a uh, I think it's the first time you guys have ever done this. It is. Um, it should be good. Um, we will pick two winners, and you would get to pick. 
either the home or the away jersey. And so there it is. The big announcement from our guest. And a uh, huge shout out to him. Like I said, he's done so much wonderful things for the podcast. We can only repay him on our thank yous for now. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as we drop those 300 followers on Twitter, we will give you guys exactly what it is that you're going to have to do. It's not going to be anything too out of the world. It's going to be very simple. It's going to be very basic. But we will pick two winners off of that. And one of you, no, two of you lucky listeners will be going home with an america jersey for the season wow leva just put out win it just to burn it well leva you don't have a twitter <laughs> <I don't think>. <laughs> yes ah <laughs> oh, leva hey huge shout out to leva though you know chivas fan coming out here and just chilling with us and that's what it's all about that's what it's all about shout out to you leva good luck tomorrow on your uh on your soccer league final i know how stressful that can be uh Gentlemen, we ready to close out the show? Yeah, yeah, I think we talked about everything. We covered everything. Definitely. Second thing, now I kind of want to give the floor off to Christian. Give me your most fondest memory of an America fan. The Cruzul final has to be. I remember watching the living room with my dad, and we we were there 80, 80, um, what was it, 89th minute? I think it was 89th minute. I'm pretty sure 89th minute. Mm-hmm. We're there, sad. We see the goal. We all get excited. Oh, dude. And then Moises with the goal. Oh, dude. My living room almost exploded. Neighbors were calling. Like, what the hell's going on over there? It was it was an absolute insane moment. Uh, yeah. Never forget that day. Never forget that moment either. I think it's the one that's been cemented in in, in kind of this young... Because let's face it, we're, we're kind of the younger generation of this America fan base. So it's the one thing that kind of cements you, I think. Uh you know, as important as it is to know kind of the history and, and, and what's happened before, I think I think we kind of register that f- to be the Americanismo moment for us, which I'm guessing later down the road, another generation will have a different moment. But for now, I think that is what everyone kind of would, you know, attach themselves to, because I don't think we've ever had a moment like that before. No, definitely not. Well, not that I can remember, at least. I know my dad uh, watched the uh, American Necaxa final in 2002. My God, that one was probably amazing. Yeah, he said that one was crazy as well. But I mean, ah, well, we can rest and reminisce against finals and finals, and but we're not gonna get anywhere until we actually see this team lift a trophy this season. So, Christian, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for everything that you have done. We want to thank you for coming on to the show. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, recognize this face because this will not be the last time this guy comes on the show. We're gonna try to incorporate him as much as we can. Uh, Dylan, thank you again for everything. It let uh, do you want anything else you want to say? Uh, go watch the game now, guys. It's on. Yeah, let's go. Oh, my goodness. The game is <laughs> on. Go. The game is on. Let's go. Uh, who's live tuning right now? I already, already, already got it right now. I'm, All right. I'm so on Dylan's right got now. you guys on the first half. I'll get you guys covered for the second half. We'll be talking about it uh, come next week, and then we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But, okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to everyone who came out. Leva Garrett, uh, Mr. Luis Carri Torres, uh, Carlos, everyone, anyone that I missed, I'm sorry, our good friend from Ireland. If I missed you guys, I'm so sorry, but thank you guys. And everyone who is listening right now on SoundCloud and iTunes, make sure you guys do check us out on there as well. Follow us on Twitter at Eagle Eye Pod. And with that said, I'm running out of breath. Game's on. I'll see you guys <laughs> next week.